There seems to be creatures in every nook and cranny, no matter if you're deep in caves, deep in the woods, or deep in the city, it seems cryptid and unknown creatures are being sighted by people everywhere. Welcome back to the swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story you would like to share, whether it's an encounter with a creature or something different, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. Come join me over on Twitch if you're a fan of horror games and horror movies, and let's get into these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Hi. My name is Jackson. I want to tell you about the story of when a skimwalker entered my house. Now, I'm taking a risk by telling you guys and Swamp Dweller this story. But because this story was a near-death type of story, it's worth the risk to raise awareness of the Navajo skimwalker. We do our best not to talk about these creatures as they focus on people who speak of them in public. But in this case, I must. It was March 1st, 2022. I remember the date because of the text I sent to my mom later in the story. I was going on a walk with three or four younger kids that were not very important to the story, but this other kid was slightly older than me, my friend, and my sister. I'll call my friend Ken. At first, we stayed grouped up with the younger kids and our parents, but we started to get ahead of them. Ken and I began to talk about not very important stuff until I and Ken began to talk about the supernatural. If you wake up randomly at around 2 or 3 a.m., your brain is trying to tell you that you're being watched and weird stuff like that. Soon enough, skinwalkers became the topic. He starts talking about this video of a skinwalker in this guy's house. At the time, we did not know that you should not talk about them. After some time, Ken went home. Keep in mind we live in the same town, so it's within walking distance. The rest of the day goes by as usual until bedtime. Something starts to feel off. I go to sleep anyway, ignoring this feeling. But I wake up and the sun is still not up yet, and I check my phone. It's 2 a.m. Then, suddenly, I start hearing sounds coming from across the house. Remember, I didn't know much about skimwalkers at all at this time, so I thought it was something else entirely. In hindsight, now knowing not to talk about them just makes it even more scarier. But then, after a while, I swear I heard my mom and dad getting mimicked. I did not want to believe it. I did not want to think it was a skimwalker. I hated the thought of tonight being my last night on Earth. But then, the mimicking of the voices stopped. My memory gets vague even though it's such a new memory. But being around a month old now as I'm writing this, I don't remember the time that it left. I think it must have been around 4am. I was too fixated on the door and too scared to look at the clock. The last thing I remember besides sitting in my bed until my parents woke up is this wolf-like howling sound that I heard outside after the noises stopped. I sat there, and when the sun started to rise, I went to sleep only for a few minutes before my mom woke me up. She acted like nothing had happened. I went about my day as usual. It was a weekend, so my dad was home. He needed help with some canned food the whole time. I just felt like I was being watched by something. I just couldn't explain it. I haven't heard from Ken ever since then, and the skimwalker could be mimicking him as well and torturing him. Who knows? All I know is that I hope it doesn't come back, and if you share this in your story, 
And if you share this in an episode, thank you so much, Swamp Dweller. I think it needs to be spread to help people understand that we need to keep these legends contained. Hello, Swamp Dweller. I hope you're doing well. I am a woman who spends a lot of time out in the woods hiking. You can call me Wanderer. Anyway, I have an experience that I think you and your viewers may find interesting. I live in Southern California and have been playing a sort of game with an odd creature in the local woods here. But I suppose I should explain a little bit first. Hiking and exploring is something I have done for years. It's something I really enjoy but growing up, my grandfather had always told me there were rules to do so safely. Tell people or someone the general area you'll be in and for how long. Always have a backpack of things in case things go wrong. Food, water, medical supplies, and something to keep you warm. Always treat the area line that you may be visiting as someone else's home. With respect and clean after yourself. I've always followed those basic rules and even added a few of my own as I got older which has turned into a sort of a silly habit. I knock before I walk in and bring little extra things almost like a small gift for the woods when I go. I bring some fruit or small nature-themed gift I make while I'm there. It was when I started doing those things that I noticed there was something in the woods watching me. It started sort of small at first when I would notice that the birds would get silent and would leave and there would be no sound anywhere for a few moments. It would be unnerving and I'd decide that it was time to leave that area. But things would eventually return to normal, noise and everything. Eventually, a branch across the trail that wasn't there before caught my attention. Odd footprints that didn't belong to any animal I'd recognized started to show up, and too many weird things that I could even count started, started happening in such a short time. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's the woods, there's going to be fallen tree branches and animal prints. And I would have to say, while I would normally agree with this, things kept happening every single time I stopped. It was about the fourth time it happened when I began to wonder what was going on. It was still dead silent. Not a single animal could be heard. And I hadn't seen a single sign of life in hours. I stared at the branch laying across the trail ahead of me and looked at the animal prints all over. Curiosity set in and I crouched down to look at the footprints. And that's when things got even weirder. It's a set of footprints that go from large paws to hooves back to paws and then human bare feet. They didn't overlap, but consistently they seemed to stay in a single file like it was walking forward. I was chalking this up to a bad joke or not wanting to automatically think it was something unexplainable. I was about to get up and go back on my way when a twig snapped behind me. I froze and listened, keeping still where I was crouching. I wasn't sure what it was. I was hoping it was an animal, or maybe it was just some crazy person doing all of this. Moving slowly, I reached into my backpack while whatever it was walked closer from behind. I was terrified to look, but hoped it was an animal. I could distract that thing at least. I pulled out an apple from my bag and rolled it behind me. There was a slight rustling sound like something pounced or chased after it, and I slowly stood up and briskly walked away. You never want to run away if it's an animal or a person. Whatever it was followed me for a bit on the trail and it absolutely terrified me. It never moved faster, just keeping pace with me before suddenly it seemed to wander off. It was then that I took a deep exhale, not realizing I had been holding my breath the entire time. 
Shaking, I turned finally feeling brave enough to see that I could glimpse whatever it was. There was nothing in any direction I looked. I began to feel nervous and feeling silly because it was probably something like a small raccoon or something like that. At least, that's what I tried to convince myself. With another laugh, I shifted my backpack and continued my way. But it wasn't long after I would find out that it couldn't be either of those things. Right before leaving the trail, there was another branch blocking the path, but this one had an apple on it. The apple from before that I rolled behind me. This kind of freaked me out and I began looking around, turning constantly to find who or what it was. But again, there was nothing around me. This would be the start of the game we would play. After this first experience, it took me a few days to calm down before the call of the woods got too strong and I grabbed my bag and headed back out to hike again. I kept the routine up. I still would knock, leave my gifts, but now they would be moved and popped up somewhere else in the woods. And every now and then, something else would feel off. And sometimes I would notice that there would be a shiny rock or a feather or some sort of gnarly stick left there too. It was weirdly charming, as if they were gifting me something in return. I would laugh and take the items and put them somewhere else and find them again later, somehow moved miles away from where I had set them. If I would leave the fruit but take the item that was left with it, I'd come back to the fruit gone and it wouldn't reappear. There would be something on occasion walking behind me when we played this game. I never turned around because I was scared of whatever animal or thing this would be. I was almost scared that if I broke this sort of anonymity, the game would end. For a good while, I was convinced this was an animal of some kind and would tell my friends about it. Eventually, one wanted to come along and see it, and they wanted to see if they could spot this mystery animal. I agreed, delighted to finally share the game with someone else. This was a mistake. My friend got invasive during the hike. He walked past me before I could do my usual knocking at the beginning of the hike. This annoyed me a little because he made a big deal to drag me along with him. But shrugging it off, I followed taking him around the trails and showing him this little game that we had been playing. Unfortunately, this is where things got bad and much more weird. The familiar trails now didn't feel as nice as they had before. They were quiet again and there were lots of random branches all over making it hard to make any sort of progress at a fast pace. My friend even tripped a few times. After falling and skinning his knee, we stopped for a break. I went to get some bandages out of my backpack and saw the wood round necklace I made for the game this time. Sighing because I didn't think I'd get to play it today, I hung the necklace up on a low branch and went to help my friend. He looked at the necklace and asked why I set it out so soon. I shrugged saying, I felt like we should probably go back since the trip really hadn't gone well. While we were talking though, there was a rustling and we looked around but saw nothing. My friend though pointed saying the necklace was gone. It was odd. It was pretty far off the ground. There was no way a cute little animal could have reached it. And if anything bigger had taken it, we would have definitely noticed it. We looked and there was nothing again. My friend was annoyed though because we hadn't saw anything. So he pulled his phone out and snapped a few photos of the spot and we left. The walk back was uneventful. A few days later though, my friend called saying me he thinks he caught that thing I've been playing with on camera. He sends me a text with a zoomed in photo of the spot there crouched down in the bushes is a dark black gray figure with yellow looking eyes. It's glaring at the screen. I have no idea what this thing is, but it's definitely not an animal. It's blended so well with the area that it's nearly impossible to see. 
whatever it was, had a human-like face. There was no muzzle or snout, no shaggy fur or hair. But it seemed to know it could hide easily and that it needed to crouch down to avoid us seeing it. There was such an angry expression on its face that it put me off from going back. I was left feeling like I was not supposed to bring my friend and by doing so I had made this thing very angry. I have no idea what this thing is, but if anybody here has ever heard of a creature like this, please let me know. I wish I hadn't looked at the photo and kept thinking it was just an animal. This podcast is sponsored by ShipStation. Now, if you're like me and ship out a lot of merch or are just shipping out items from an online store in general, you probably relate to me with the pain of shipping costs and how fast they can add up. Well, it's time to cut that all out with today's sponsor, ShipStation. ShipStation believes that no matter what size your company is, you should all have fair shipping prices. That's why ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers of all sizes access to the same deeply discounted rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies. No wonder ShipStation has already grown to over 100,000 sellers, including myself. No longer are we going to be scared of dealing with international shipping. ShipStation makes it a breeze to ship anywhere around the world so we can scale away and ShipStation can handle all the work for us. If you're in a bind with shipping just like I am, come join us and thousands of others who use ShipStation. Sign up using promo code SWAMPED for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start saving with every shipment. That's two whole months of discounted shipping absolutely free. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in SWAMPED. ShipStation. Make. Ship. Happen. I recently started listening to cryptid stories and stuff like this podcast while doing a project, and slowly it formed in my mind that I may have had a similar experience. Of course, this could have all been some simple explanation and not some sort of skimwalker or cryptid, and I'm ready to accept that. Any confirmation of it will make me breathe a little easier when thinking about the woods. Let's flash back from around a year ago. Now, spring break was in full effect. It was the last time I would be visiting my former longtime home. My parents were busy putting final touches on our move, which gave me complete freedom for those two weeks. Growing up, I had a gang of neighbors, and we always played in the woods together. So, in this final visit, I spent as much time as I could with them, seeing as I may never see them again. Shortly after I arrived in North Carolina, then and currently I'd been living in Virginia, one of my neighbors, let's call him Trent, told me about how things in his backyard were getting mysteriously torn to bits. Me being me, I immediately launched an investigation. I have always loved pretending to be a detective, and this time was no different. Using a phone borrowed from another kid in the story, Grayson, I took a million photos of all of the evidence. It was strange. While I don't have any of the photos now, I certainly remember what they looked like. The first victim was a football torn to shreds. First, we thought it could have been a, some sort of dog, but it looked way too, how do I say, deliberate. The next idea was one of our friends, who was a troublemaker, but he didn't seem guilty at all upon constant questioning. The next day, another thing was ripped apart. My memory fades on the exact details because so many things happened over the next few days. Fed up with the destroyed stuff, Trent, Grayson, and I proposed a stakeout. We raided Trent's pantry, settling in the ditch in the front yard, behind the road and the woods. We began happily talking and joking, not taking anything seriously. That's when we heard a sound coming from the woods. 
It was some sort of screech or a whoop. Some cross between an animal and a man. We didn't think much of it though. Slightly disturbed and confused, I got Grayson to start recording a video on his phone. And naturally, we immediately went back to joking and laughing. What great spies we are. And in the middle of the conversation, we heard a sound again. We caught it on video even. It sounded just like before, but closer and louder, and closer to a man's voice this time. And I swear to God, I started to notice some sort of deformed, pale face in the woods. Screaming, we ran to Trent's porch. We began yelling at the camera about what we saw. Such geniuses, we remained outside. It only took a few more minutes before we heard another cry come out from the woods and we ran inside. I got a glance at what was across the road. It was like a man, but it was hunched over, deformed. I only got a quick look at it and then I dashed inside. Our first thought that it was a homeless or crazy man living in the woods and screwing stuff up. So we started filming a video for the police to explain what happened. We never did finish. We never talk about it and we never really film it. And seriously, I don't know why. We immediately went back to playing around for the rest of the night and when my mom eventually came for me, the guy was gone. Sure, I was on edge, but it seemed normal at the time. I never thought much of it. And I thought, you know, maybe we solved the mystery of what was finally happening to the stuff in the backyard. Unfortunately, that definitely wasn't the end of it. I kept in touch with Grayson and a lot of stuff got messed up again. Unfortunately, a lot of the evidence is gone because nobody thought to keep it. Trent eventually stopped updating me on it. It wasn't near any major cities, yet not precisely the countryside. So, it was weird. It could have been some sort of crazy homeless man. But the how deformed it was and the way it moved, I just think it might have been some sort of weird creature. I don't know. My grandparents own a large plot of land in central Missouri, and they have held the land for around 40 years now. I have been to that farm over 10 times, and every time I go, I always get this terrifying feeling that something is watching me, like there's always something behind my back. I have also had many strange encounters there that are downright bizarre. My first encounter with whatever the hell this thing is was when I was around the age of nine. We had brought our dog named Spot to the farm. He was a silver lab who I loved dearly. I explored in the forest behind the house enjoying the summer breeze when my dog started growling. A deep sinister growl that I've never heard him make. I turned around quickly to see what he was growling at, but could see nothing but forest along with trees and more trees. While my eyes were scanning the area where my dog was growling, some animal shot out of the brush so fast I could barely see what it was, and before I knew it, it was gone. I sat there for what felt like an eternity absolutely flabbergasted by what I had just witnessed. From what I could see of it, it looked like a coyote but the speed of which it was moving was insane. It moved at like 90 miles an hour and made almost zero noise. But the creepiest part was is that the place it jumped out of didn't even make an imprint or any sort of footprint. I looked all over to find some sort of evidence that this thing even existed. Shocked by what I witnessed, I just decided that that was enough and went back inside the house. My second encounter happened when I was 10 years old. I was visiting the place like usual and I was getting that feeling that I was being watched. The first day was normal and nothing too creepy happened. I was just trying to spend as much quality time with my family. But when night came, that's when things started happening. 
I was trying to sleep in a twin bed that was shared by my mom's brother when he used to live there. When I heard tapping, not tiny little taps, but loud taps, almost like banging, coming from the direction of the window. I slowly sat up and looked up at the window, but there was nothing that I could see, so I assumed it was just some sort of animal. Five minutes passed and the tapping had stopped, and I was drifting off to sleep when boom, this is not a tap, but a slam, a loud slam directly into the window. I'm not talking like a hit. It sounded as if something massive hit the window with all of its force. I shot up so quickly that I nearly passed out. I decided enough was enough and grabbed a flashlight in the drawer and shined it out the window. There was nothing. Ten seconds passed and there was still nothing. I was about to go crawl into my mom's bed when I heard a loud screech, a screech that was not achievable by any human. So loud it pierced the quiet, peaceful summer night. I cannot put into words what it sounded like. It was dark and horrible but I still remember it to this day. I froze, unable to move muscles, I was so scared. I was sitting there still as a statue, petrified by what I heard. That's when my instincts kicked in and they told me to run into my mom's room, which I did. For some reason, I didn't wake her up, I just cuddled up next to her and didn't sleep the entire night. All I could do is think of that sound, that horrible, bloody screech. My next encounter was when I was at the age of 13, so three years later, I was back at my grandparents just enjoying the time like I usually do and my grandparents suggested that we go deer watching. I agreed because I had been doing this for as long as I could remember and I had never had an issue or creepy experience while doing so. It was a relaxing and extremely fun. At around 6 or 7 p.m. we decided to go in the most eastern pasture because that's usually where we spotted the most deer. 30 minutes passed and we had seen a few deer but not as much as we usually do. But then, this is where the real scary stuff begins. I get that feeling again, that dreadful feeling that something is there watching us in the shadows. But this time, it's a lot more intense than it ever has been before. Like, it's right up behind me, but when I look, it's never there. But this time, it appears that my grandpa feels the same presence as me too. Just to let all of you know, my grandpa is a very laid-back individual, always joking and having a laugh, the only time I've ever seen him very serious is when my great uncle died a couple of years ago. So when I start feeling that I'm being watched, my grandpa goes from a happy and laid back guy with an expression of joy to a very serious and alert expression. He gripped the wheel so tight his knuckles turned white and was constantly looking around to make sure something was not following us. He then made a massive U-turn out of nowhere and started heading back to the house. I asked him what he was doing and he replied, we're heading back to the house. The tone of his voice was cold like he had witnessed someone being murdered. At this point, he was gripping the wheel even harder and was absolutely going pedal to the metal full speed back to the house. I decided not to ask any questions until we got back to the house, which we did in no time at all. Once we were there, he rushed me into the house, constantly checking his back to make sure nothing was there. When we were inside, he closed and locked the door tight. His behavior was very alarming and it really shocked me to my core. I decided that all the stuff I had witnessed was enough and only asked him one question. What the hell is going on here? When I said that, he looked at me and gave me a cold expression and said, I have some things I need to explain to you. We then sat down for 30 minutes, and he explained that whatever this thing was was living on his property and has been here since the day he moved in, and he and my mother experienced the same thing 
He explained that he has seen whatever this thing is countless times, and it does not like new visitors, hence why I was experiencing all of these problems. He told me about all these things that he had witnessed and experienced and they seemed to have been pretty much what was happening to me. He then told me that he knew what was going to happen to me and we were always watching to make sure I never got hurt because he knew this creature better than anyone else. We talked about this for some time. It was now late and he decided that I couldn't sleep alone, so he slept with me and my mom. We luckily left the next morning and I have not been back since. This encounter, it really wasn't an encounter, really shook me up though. And my grandparents have now put their farm up for sale and are looking to move. This is, this is a very scary time for everybody because recently we had a horse that we found three 10 inch gashes down in their side. Something was clawing at it, trying to get it through the fence. Also around the same time, my grandparents adopted a dog and named it Panda. Panda was a Jack Russell Terrier who was the age of five. A couple of days later, he was found dead with deep puncture wounds into his body and his neck slashed up. They ruled it out as a bobcat or a lion, but I also think otherwise. I don't know what the hell this thing is, but something tells me that it's no good. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, whether it's an encounter with a cryptid creature or something different, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to give this episode a like as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it to fresh new eyes. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give this show a 5-star rating as it helps me out a ton over there and is very appreciated. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium, but would still like to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of that, maybe check me out on Twitch. I stream over there multiple times a week. We watch horror movies, we play horror games, and do all kinds of cool stuff. You can find the link to that in the description. If you'd like to support us further, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Don't forget to join me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.